0: Good afternoon, everyone. We're here in Sheila O'Kelly's kitchen in a fairly unpronounceable village called Sheila Kylaneerin, Kylaneerin, in County Wexford. And Sheila, you haven't always lived in Kylaneerin. No, we haven't. We used to live in Rathfarnham in Dublin. Very good. So today we have a town mouse becomes country mouse kind of episode. Um, Sheila, tell us all. Tell us about the move or why the move?
1: Well, we were hit by the recession in Dublin. Mm-hmm. So we decided that the best thing to do would be to uh, sell our house in Dublin, which was in an area that was in demand, and pay off our mortgage and buy a house outright down the country. So we looked at areas all around Dublin, up to Meath and everywhere, once we somewhere that was commutable to Dublin once or twice a week. Um, I work from home all the time. Uh, my husband works from home two days a week. Before we uh, moved, he asked his employer, would they be okay with him working from home two days a week? And they were. So that was a key part of the decision making. Mm-hmm. So then we looked around and we decided that Gory was a nice town. And I am very into amateur drama, so I wanted to make sure there was an amateur drama group locally, and there is one in Gorey, which is 10 minutes drive from our house. We also wanted to be fairly near the motorway to Dublin, and we're about seven minutes drive from the motorway. The motorway wasn't finished at the time, but we knew that it would be finished within about a year. And the first year was painful with all the roadworks, mm. but that's all uh, been uh, done and finished now, and it, it's
0: wonderful, up to him. My brother's house in Milltown now takes an hour and five minutes. So when you were thinking of making your decision, the session had struck and you were going to do something. Uh, and as it turns out, he moved down to Wexford. Had you considered downsizing within Dublin?
1: Uh, no, because if I lived in Dublin, I didn't want to live in the outer suburbs. We lived only about three miles from town. and Any house about three miles from town in Dublin is very expensive. If you moved a house half the size, you wouldn't be paying half the money. You'd be paying three quarters the money. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't have been enough of a financial gain to downsize because we weren't in a huge house to
0: start off with. Mm -hmm. So had you ever thought of living in the country? Had it ever crossed your mind? (laughs) When my husband suggested it, I said, over my dead body.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So it took him three years to wear me down as this being the best solution, both of us having lived in Dublin all our lives and me living within the same three square miles of Dublin all my life. But gradually I couldn't. Of the alternatives, it was the best alternative. What were your fears? My fears would be that I would be craving being back in Dublin all the time, Hmm. that I would die of loneliness, that I wouldn't like being in the countryside, that it would affect work, that I wouldn't see my children as often
0: their big fears uh,
1: yeah all of those fears so in fact it has been much easier and better than we anticipated for a start you, you, you underestimate how much of your time you just spent being busy going around your day you're not thinking about these things all the time and because it was very important that it was quite near Dublin neither of our children drive so there is a bus once an hour or more from Dublin down here and there's a train not very often three times a day the train takes too long two and a half hours because it's old rolling stock whereas driving is much faster so they have continued to come down we're here two and a half years and they still come down for uh, regularly because we live in the middle of the countryside and they like coming down for the peace and quiet and to be fed for 24 hours so it's feasible for them to come down just overnight and go back again they uh, our daughter lives right in the city centre which she loves, but she likes the contrast of the peace and quiet down here. No traffic or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And our family come down. I don't miss Dublin City at all. I miss the uh, easy contact with people. Mm. It's a little bit more difficult to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we go up to the theatre because we're both into drama we go up to the theatre quite often and to the gate theatre from our door to there is an hour and 15 minutes the key is not to travel at Rush hour. if you had to travel at Rush hour, I'd say don't do it mm. it's not worth it and the days that my husband goes into Dublin he doesn't leave here till nine and then he comes home later in the evening mm-hmm. otherwise I would say don't do it if you have to commute every day
0: yeah that sounds like very sensible mm-hmm. advice
1: I work from home, so that doesn't affect me. Then the other thing that makes it work really well is that Gory is a thriving town with loads of shops, loads of restaurants, a theatre, multiplex cinema, little Aldi, Dunn, Super Value, Tesco, everything. And from the main street, you know, all of that and the dry cleaners and the bank, everything's within five minutes walking distance. No parking problems. Go to your restaurant at night, park outside the door, free. So, I mean, people sometimes here complain about the traffic or the parking, but compared to Dublin, no comparison. Mm -hmm. Things are cheaper. Workmen are very friendly and nice and open, and mostly they're neighbours. And so they're much more reasonably priced than Dublin. The things that are expensive is your your car costs quadruple, I'd say, Mm -hmm. uh, because you're doing so much more mileage. There's a lot more wear and tear in the car, a lot more maintenance needed. And I used to spend fifty pounds, fifty euros a month on petrol. Now it spent two hundred or more. Because even though Gori's only ten minutes away, it's eleven kilometres. So you're doing you're building up the mileage and you're building up the petrol. So you've much more
0: motoring costs. Did you change your car?
1: We did. We got a four wheel drive. We kind of thought we're living on a Rome. Land Rover, <laughs> a 2005 Land Rover, because we're living up in the hills and everybody's saying, oh, the winters can be very bad with snow and ice. And I thought, well, I don't want to be cut off from the whole world. Mm. So we've never needed it. We haven't had a drop of snow or a flake of snow since we moved down here. Uh, so we changed one car. We kept the other car, which is a little, a little car, and that's handy. And in fact, we often use the little car going up to Dublin because uh, it's more economical on fuel and it's easier to park the old jeep it's not that easy to park in no. car parks or tiny little spots
0: can I take you back to the search mm. so it's three years ago say and Niall having worked on you for years has decided yes or he's he's been successful you are now moving mm. you know you want to be within striking distance of Dublin to mm. facilitate his work now, are you a complete open book as to whether it's north, south, east or west? Could it have been Drogheda as equally as Wexford as equally as me?
1: At first, but not for long. Quite soon we started looking, within a couple of months of the first thing, we
0: started focusing on Wexford.
1: It has the sea and where we are, we're in the hills, we have the mountains. And um, My husband is a mad walker, so it had to be somewhere with walks for him and the dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have several beautiful walks within five minutes drive or less of the house two minutes drive of the house
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um you could walk outside the door but you can't take the dog on the road without a lead so Mm. but these are forest walks so you could just and then we're 15 minutes from the sea so ideally it was nice to be near the sea near the hills lots of walks a nice little town so very quickly gory came to hit all of those things
0: okay Mm. i'm sure you were relieved when you're search started. Yes, yeah, so we were looked as far focus. as Longford, Right. mainly because one of my best friends lives there, oh. and that kind of influences you.
1: But uh, the timing was wrong anyway, and it wasn't uh, right for us, yeah.
0: And when you say the search drew you to Gory, did you start physically looking at properties, or had you just been looking online and considering? Just online.
1: Yeah, it was nearly all online. I mean, we probably didn't do it exactly the right way because until we put a bid in this house, I don't think I'd even gone into Gory. <laughs> <laughs> so after we bought the house and we were here and went into Gory, I didn't know where any of the supermarkets were. <laughs> and people say it's up by the library, I knew not know where nothing was. <laughs> so it was purely I didn't really want to be influenced too much that way. I wanted um I wanted a south-facing back garden, which I have. I wanted to be near the motorway, and I wanted to be north of Gory. We went into Gory once, I think, before we for, and then after we 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 got sail agreed on this, we went in and had
0: lunch in Gorey's and oh yeah. This is mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> so really, you were filing. You were Dublin was still the epicenter. Really, it was still the center of gravity. You wanted to be close to Dublin. You wanted to be north of Gory. You want. It sounded like yeah. the gravitational pull was still Dublin.
1: Kind of, but no. I was very clear that I wanted to be near a town that was big enough to have all the uh, okay. facilities and to have a thriving drama group, which it does, mm-hmm. and up in another local drama group, but that's another story. And so Gory has. All of those things was just a great thriving town. Yeah.
0: So had you decided on Gory before you ever looked at a house? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. So then how many houses would you say you looked at? Physically,
1: we, we, we didn't want to start uh, physically looking at houses until our own was sale agreed. And we put our own house on the market. So we moved here in 2014. So we put our own house on the market in 2011 first. For three or four months and we had a a figure in our heads that that wouldn't make the project work unless we got that. It was obvious we weren't going to get anything near that figure. Mm. So we took it off the market. Mm. So we never physically looked at houses until we were sale agreed. I thought there's no point in torturing ourselves. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what your budget's going to be. Correct. What's the point. What's the point? Yeah. So I was keeping uh, uh, constantly looking at houses in Wexford all the time and keeping files of them and arrange them chronologically in order of price and everything. Uh, I had tons and tons of that. So I'd know the market. Mm. So it's only when we were sale agreed that we looked physically at houses. Mm. And then I'd say we looked at maybe five or six and this was the we were we went to another house it was a cute little stone cottage that had been renovated mm-hmm. um and uh, we bid on it and we eventually we offered the asking price and they still turned us down it was an it was one of those online property auction for sale by owner or no on, I, 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 one of those i don't know funny thing online which they claim okay. to be the new way of selling mm-hmm. anyway it was, it, was, it didn't work for us, and as it happens, we we're very glad we didn't get that house. Mm. The things we ignored really in retrospect I don't know why we did Nile is very tall, mm. and the front door <laughs> was below his head height, and, and some of the internal, internal doors were too. <laughs> so that wouldn't have worked. So then we came, and I did have my list. Uh, within you know so many miles of gory and so many miles of the motorway and south-facing high be or energy rating just to narrow it down when i put in my search i put in uh, you know c1 as the lowest energy rating because uh, Ireland is cold and wet in the winter and i don't want to be cold and damp inside so um we ended up getting a house that was south-facing uh, the energy rating is b1 and um, it has solar panels it was seven years old we had lived in old houses in Dublin and we didn't want a project mm-hmm. and we didn't want to deal with damp and dry rot and woodworm and all mm-hmm. that. So the house ticked with all those things. The first time we walked away from it, we thought, yeah, it ticks everything, but it's too big. But then we thought about it and then we decided, OK, the, there are three bedrooms downstairs. Three main bedrooms are downstairs, all with ensuite. There are two bedrooms upstairs and a room that you couldn't classify as a bedroom. So we needed an office each. Mm-hmm. So we have an office each upstairs. We,
0: there's only two of us here but we tend to use all the space hmm. and when you say it was too big what was the fear there was too big Just too much house to keep or we just thought it would feel too big hmm.
1: that we might feel lost in it
0: hmm.
1: but in fact the way it's designed is it works well for us hmm. and the main area is a very big space and you, we kind of thought we might feel lost but we don't <laughs> you get used to the bigger space quite quickly I'm sure. And we did want very much wanted to have easy space for guests so that mm-hmm. we could have people down from Dublin, they would be attracted to it because it would be comfortable and it wouldn't be much work for us because they're
0: just guest bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So that's very nice, mm-hmm. a luxury to have. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that makes me wonder have you a different interaction now if your children are coming down for 24 hour mm. time frames yeah. our guests now who might have come for dinner or coffee in dublin now coming down for dinner and the night yes yeah there, 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 there are a lot of sheets and towels to be washed all right, right. <laughs> you needed to up the
1: supply <laughs> yeah in the we did actually yeah with the first year i i worried that the honeymoon period people get bored but they still come down not quite as much as they did the, the first year the other thing I would say that is key to moving to the countryside or anywhere different is it it is a great help if you have an interest like walking or drama or music so that you can join and get to meet people. And that has been the saving for us really, I think, nothing too lonely, in that um the local drama group are both very are very welcoming, both the drama groups and we're both involved in drama. Mm-hmm. So you, you know you need to be involved in something you just would never meet anybody yeah i didn't want to live in a village you would have been in a village because i felt i would have found
0: it quite claustrophobic mm-hmm. right so this is the best of all where yeah. you've got a, a a community that's not necessarily village specific it's just yeah. a community of like-minded people close by and then all the conveniences of your village close by can i ask you Sheila, uh, in terms of getting a feel for whether you were paying the right price for this house how did you decide what was a reasonable price to pay and did you pay the asking price
1: um we looked around at other properties kind of similar square footage similar standard and um we we looked at those and also this house had fallen in price over the three years since we first looked at houses so so that was good for us and meanwhile the house in dublin had gone up and um, we asked, we offered slightly below the asking price, which and there was a tiny bit of negotiating. So we got maybe seven or eight thousand off the asking price. Mm. So I was confident with that because it compared well to other houses of similar square footage in a generally similar area. And the standard build on this house is higher than nearly all the other houses we saw, mm. which is very important to me because, again, I didn't want... To be restoration right the only thing we had to do the only big thing we
0: did is was there was no french doors out to the garden mm-hmm. so we put those in and when you saw the house it sounds like it ticked all the boxes mm. was there any emotional attachment to it
1: no not really because um the cute little stone cottage there was an emotional attachment but i'm a pragmatic person spaces are very well designed in a functional thing but there's nothing quaint or cute about it mm-hmm. you know so Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's lots of space and it's easier to clean than our old house which is one third the size because it's less clutter because you have more space and there's tiles on the floor i really like the tiles and tiles in the hall and all ho- i'm allergic to dust right. so we changed the floor in the bedroom's carpet from carpet to wood mm-hmm. it wasn't really an emotional thing no and the emotional thing would have been a disaster, the emotional, acute
0: one. is not funny. Mm-hmm. And now would you say you're emotionally attached to the house?
1: It's growing, but it's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, as time goes on, the more I was really anxious to paint and get my own curtains and uh, um, it, it's slowly. I've always lived in old houses and you have a more emotional thing to an old house. Mm-hmm. But... I am, I am this for me was definitely the right thing because I, I hate the cold I'm always freezing and this house is uh, incredibly warm mm-hmm. travel glazed and loads of insulation there's no heat on now mm-hmm. um, and there hasn't been any heat here since the fire last night mm-hmm. so it's, it's taking me like painted the kitchen presses. they were wood and painted them so the the yeah the drawback I would say of a new house it's harder to put your own personality mm-hmm. on it because when you buy an old house any that we bought, were in very, very bad condition. So you're stripping them down to the bare bones and mm-hmm. starting again. So I think the emotion thing takes longer with a new house. It takes longer to put your personality
0: onto it. Right. Mm. And perhaps with a new with an old house, it's kind of about the house. Yes. And with a new house, it's possibly a bit more about you.
1: Yeah. Than the house. And it's more about the space as mm. well.
0: Yeah. Mm. yeah. And how has your dog taken to it?
1: Oh, she loves it, except, that, yeah, we lived across the road from a, a park in Dublin, and we met same people every day for the walk mm-hmm. with the dog, and she had all the dogs to play with, whereas down here, the poor doggie, when we take her in the forest, you might need nobody. Right. So she loves the beach, where you get to meet, we sometimes go down to the beach for her walk. Right. Uh, but the only thing is, we have an acre and a half of land here, right. so she will patrol the entire perimeter of the land. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing to bear in mind we got a second dog on trial and it didn't work out because the second dog was a sheep chaser and the sheep in the next field mm. so you might have to bear in mind fencing mm. we don't because our dog is a big mush and is afraid to go outside the boundary <laughs> even though she's a big dog <laughs> but she likes to patrol the perimeter so that's good it gives her something to do
0: Speaking of the perimeter, when we were driving in today, you showed me, or you opened the electric gates on this house with your phone. Yes. Which blew my mind. I know. Can you just tell me what that was you used? Is it an app or is it...
1: No, um, electric gates, it it was the standard electric gates with a little key fob and you press the button that it opens the gates. But a neighbour, actually the, the man who cuts our grass... Uh, he got his gates converted and gave me the number of this guy you ring up this guy, he comes out with this kit he converts it and then you add it to your phone I just called it gate in my phone and, and it's added to my husband's phone
0: and then the guy who does the grass has it on his phone and he can give it to other people and so that means they just literally, if they want to come into your house, they take out their phone, they dial in a number, yeah. and the gate's open. Yeah,
1: it's like a normal mobile number, but it doesn't cost you anything. The only thing we discovered is um, the, the guy caught in the grass, he'd run out of credit. Even though it doesn't cost to call, if you have no credit, it doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> so you have to have credit. So. And I know I always thought oh, electric gates, they're silly, I'd never have an electric gate. But it's fantastic for the dog. Because she would wander out now if the gates were open.
0: As someone living in the country, I notice my sister lives in the country and she's often more up to date with what's happening in Dublin than I am. (laughs) And she's more going to the shows that are on than I am. And I just wondered, is that part, do you think that's happened to you a bit? more that you actually end up going to more things now that you're here in the country we definitely go to the theater more partly yes well partly it's because the
1: group we're in the drama group we're in they they they're a very great fun group and they put on a lot of plays but they also go to the theater a lot they go to professional theater a lot they go to amateur theater a lot there's dozens of amateur theater groups in wexford so they go to those a lot and we tend to go as a group you know there'll be always four or five people going to the play and that's a bit of fun I and mean, we might share a car or whatever
0: mm. right <laughs> so it's true of
1: youtube that's funny yeah and also one of the people in the group is great she keeps up to date with all the plays in dublin mm. she lets us know and a lot of them you can get uh, previews for 10 euro if you book a couple of months in advance mm. this is in the gate and the abbey and all of that so um uh,
0: it's not expensive Amazing. And have you noticed that there are many other Dubliners who have moved to the to Wexford or around? Are you alone in what you've done or have many other people?
1: I believe there are, but we don't know any of them. Right. Oh they actually our neighbours this was a three acre site and the people who, who built the house had always planned to divide it and build a second house. So they did that. And they are now our neighbours. So the people we bought this house from are now our neighbours. Mm-hmm. And he's from Churchtown, around the corner from where we lived, and she's from Cork.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you find that being uh, the ratio of countryside to humans is so different here than it would have been in Dublin, where you have so many more humans to the yes. natural world? Do you, how do you experience that? Is it a more
1: peaceful? Well, or? Um, it's very different. Uh, th- that was the thing I miss more than anything else was my neighbours in Dublin because for about four doors up either side we were friends and we would we in each other's pockets but we'd have coffee and we'd have dinner and we'd have Christmas parties and all that kind of thing so I got to know the neighbour here the other neighbour across the road who's a very friendly nice woman and the neighbours who used to own our house but the neighbours in the next house up which is maybe a couple of hundred yards up I, I don't know them still two and a half years later you think in the countryside that you know people better but in fact not necessarily the case because you don't actually see them. Mm. I mean, everybody's getting into their car. Mm. You know, you're not you're not walking
0: it.
1: You know, so it's interesting from that point of view. That was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And are there any groups like tidy towns, or is there anything local? Like, if I suppose if you're in the GAA or something very local. If
1: you're nice. in the GAA or you went to mass, neither of which we do. Mm so that if you're not into GAA you don't go to Mass you absolutely have to join something mm-hmm. but um, Gori as well I'm in the writers group in Gori too so in it, there's a musical society there's a writers group there's a theatre there's GAA there's, and there's a thriving uh, adult education where you can learn everything from sign language to uh, creative writing at this at the mm-hmm. thing as well you can really do anything mm-hmm. and I went to a personal trainer for a while mm-hmm. an excellent personal trainer was 10 minutes drive away mm-hmm. who had uh, her place was on an old farm and she'd converted the farm buildings into a couple of gyms mm-hmm. that's just incredibly picturesque wow. and an excellent personal trainer um, I'd say it was a lot more reasonably priced than it would be in Dublin I never had a personal trainer in Dublin. It wouldn't no. have occurred to me. Uh. <laughs> I had a knee injury. so that, Would you say you're happier here? Mm. Well, you were certainly happier not to have the financial stress mm. that you couldn't really do anything about
0: Dublin. Mm-hmm. So that makes a big difference.
1: Probably. But, it was definitely the right decision. Yeah.
0: No regrets about that. And it was a brave decision.
1: Yes, it was, I think, really. Because we could have just gone under mm-hmm. and let other people take control of the we decided to take control ourselves mm. and that has made it we were very very fortunate because there's a lot of people in our position who are negative equity mm-hmm. it was nothing to do with our um, the talent or anything that had happened it was, it was pure luck that we ended up with the house that, that increased in value and you know it was timing
0: and mm-hmm. all of that can I just go back to that, Sheila? Because you mentioned you'd put your house on the market in 2011 mm. and it just wasn't getting anywhere near mm. it needed to get. So you took it off. And then when did you go back to the market? Three years later. Three years later. Now, that was a horrible three years because mm. our situation just
1: got worse and worse. Mm. And um, our our income shrunk more and more as the recession bit in deeper and deeper. Mm. And the mortgage wasn't getting any lower. Mm. So that wasn't very nice. Uh, yeah, no, nothing special this is a lot better mm. yeah so um, it is great not to have to worry about any of that mm. and we were kind of sensible in, in a, we were very lucky in the end because our house went for more than anybody thought which meant that we could buy a much nicer house than we expected to be able to buy so that was nice and um, it takes a huge lot of the pain out of it it's the fact that we're in a really nice house mm. and really comfortable and warm and you know mm. so it, it, if. If we'd moved the first time, we would have been in a damp two-room cottage somewhere, put it like that. Mm -hmm. But with the timing and luck,
0: it's not really fair, but so much of this is luck and timing. Well, you say that, and I do agree there is Mm. luck involved, but you made some key decisions there. You did take your house off the market Mm. when it wasn't, and you could have just said, right, we're doing this, let's do it. Yeah. Plow on regardless so mm. you made a wise decision there mm. then you did go back to the market mm. you didn't just decide oh it won't work we're going to go under let's you know fall over you actually went back to the market so that wasn't luck that was no. bravery again going back mm. to try it again and buying this house wasn't luck either because you had your checklist and your key priorities and you didn't waste a pile of time or drain your batteries by looking at a million houses no you kept to a very specific brief so that kept your thinking clear?
1: Yeah. it, it, it I think, But there are plenty, I, I do always think there are plenty of people with negative equity through no fault of their own. Of course.
0: Yeah. So if there was someone in Dublin or in any mm. other major city now listening to us and thinking, God, will I or won't I? If I sell, maybe I can get rid of a mortgage or I can become mortgage free if I buy a smaller house. Would you recommend
1: if they were having financial worries and under stress, yes, I would, absolutely. But the other thing is, when you do it, you have to decide in advance that if we make this move, uh, I don't believe in, in going and renting for a year and seeing how you get on, because you can't commit to anything, and your your mindset is different. So I think you have to decide in advance that if we're doing this, no matter what happens, even if we don't like it, we have to make the most of it. We just have to make it, but that's the reality from now on. There's no point about pining about going back, or if only, that's not going to happen. So... You need to get involved in the local community in some way or other. Mm -hmm. We will always be blow-ins, you know, like even in the drama group we're in, most of them live within the village. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they've been very welcoming to us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you just have to. If if you didn't need to, I would say don't do it.
0: Mm -hmm. But if it's going to solve some major problems for you, let's say do it. And you're you're definitely, how you speak about life here, it it sounds fantastic. Yeah, (laughs) with all the interaction with the locals yes yeah no the people are and the house is beautiful i'm looking out the window here at mountain oh yeah and it is and, and the
1: people mountain. who whom we bought the house from have since they we have become friends with them because yeah. we have barbecues there and they've been barbecues here and they're a great support they're also fantastic fantastic of putting us in need with them work now like yeah, if, you if mean. i changed some i changed some lighting and uh, so They were very good contacts for carpenters, electricians. They knew
0: everybody and they were very generous in sharing their information. Mm -hmm. Not everybody would be. Mm -hmm. Well, Sheila, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. It's been inspiring.